as God intended. Let's go. Welcome to Looking for Healing Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host, Dr. Jana Schmidt, naturopath and herbalist. I'm very happy to have you here today. Remember to tell all your freedom friends they can find us live and via recorded podcast at America Out Loud Talk Radio on the iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora networks, and via America Out Loud phone apps downloaded from Apple or Android. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have a wonderful show for you, but first, I want to encourage you that no matter what your situation, a strong mind and body are powerful resources. I'm here to help equip and encourage you with the health tools that create and maintain strong minds and strong bodies to keep you grounded and flourishing in this hectic, hectic world. Each week, I share a new health tip with you, something that you can utilize to build strong, healthy lifestyle, tips that are practical and easy to implement. And following the health tip, I have a very special guest, Dr. Sal Martingano. He's an amazing chiropractor. So let's get right to it. It's time to empower you with today's health tip. Because after all, knowledge is power. Today we will dive into seed oils. You may have heard some health information swirling around the social media about seed oils. I'm going to try and help make sense of that information. So vegetable oils, more accurately called seed oils, are metabolic toxins in our diet. They are the unifying mechanism behind westernized chronic disease like heart disease, obesity, cancer, and diabetes. These are virtually unknown before the 19th century, but have skyrocketed today with the introduction of processed foods like with sugar, refined flours, trans fats, and primarily industrial processed seed oils. These are some of the culprits. Seed oils, also mis misleadingly known as vegetable oils, are industrial processed, pro-inflammatory, and driving oxidation in the body that drives chronic disease. So when I think about seed oils, I often think as far as health goes, inflammation, inflammation, inflammation. And oh, by the way, did I mention inflammation? <laughs> Here's a problem. After seeds have been harvested, they're heated to really high temperatures, which oxidates the fatty acids. Oxidation is a simple chemical reaction when a molecule loses some electrons. That makes the molecule unstable. So if you introduce some oxidized fatty acids into your body, unstable molecules, they don't act like they're supposed to. They're not stable and they end up damaging vital molecules, including DNA and proteins. Now these seed oils also contain really pretty gross additives. There's a chemical called hexane. It's used to extract some seed oils and it sometimes ends up in the final product. Hexane is also used to make leather, roofing glues, and I'm just gonna bet that we probably don't want that in our body. 
Well, there's more issues with seed oils. Quite often seed oils are reheated in cooking, and this is mostly commercially like restaurants and fast food restaurants especially. Reheating and reusing oils has its dangers. Reheating the oil changes its composition. Once it's reheated, a toxin is created and it's known for carcinogenic properties. Anything that's carcinogenic has a possibility of causing cancer in the body. So when it releases these toxic substances, it also increases free radicals in the body causing inflammation and chronic diseases associated with inflammation. The toxicity of these compounds formed after repeated can cause lipid deposits, oxidative stress, hypertension, and more. Some other health issues related to seed oil reuse is increased blood pressure, more acidity to the body and potential indigestion, increased cholesterol levels, when the oils are reused, the amount of trans fatty acids increases and some of the fats in the oil change into trans fats when heated at high temperatures and these are very unhealthy and can increase risk of cardiovascular disease. Also elevates the risk of cancer. Reheating the oils increases the presence of carcinogenic substances and as stated before, that's an increase of cancer and inflammation in the body. There was a study done in New Zealand um, with fast food restaurants cooking oil. It was compared to used oil and unused oil. Repeatedly, the used oil had dangerous levels of carcinogenic compounds like peroxide and carbonyl, and 17 times higher levels of acids. So there's also another topic to think of when we're thinking of oils seed oils in particular, bacteria and free radicals. If used oil is not properly strained and stored after it cools, bacteria feeds on the food particles left in the oil. Gross, right? Unfrigerated oil becomes anaerobic and leads to the growth of all kinds of terrible things like botulism and could be food poisoning. Refrigerating or freezing oil retards the bacterial growth. Many of these oils are made from genetically modified foods as well. And I'll have to say, genetically modified foods are not foods. So I totally avoid any oils that are made with GMO uh, substances. Most of the corn and soy in our country is genetically modified. Countries like Japan and Egypt have had declines in health over the past several years that correspond directly to increasing consumption of these toxic seed oils and the reuse and reheat of these oils. Now, the majority of Americans are being misled by official health recommendations to eat healthy vegetable oils. Even the term vegetable oil is misleading because it gives you the impression that you're receiving vegetable micronutrients when these oils are actually highly toxic. Industrial seed oils. You'll find seed oils in most processed foods, including, like I said, fast food and even many restaurants, even high-end restaurants. Even the finest restaurants are using seed oils because they're about one-sixth the cost of butter. 
the reason they've been able to remain in the food supply despite their high toxicity is because they're not acute biological poisons, but chronic ones. A solid strategy when eating at a restaurant is to avoid all dressings as they are virtually loaded with these seed oils. They were brought in slowly, these seed oils, beginning in 1860s, and they were first used to to alter lard or butter, and then gradually they were used to replace lard, butter, and beef tallow, and that's how they got away with this. So we gradually became overweight and sick, and they kept them in the food supply over and over, and we just didn't realize it. So one-third of the U.S. caloric intake is seed oil. Now that's on average, obviously everyone's different. But there was some published data that showed seed oils, which like I said, were introduced in the diet in the 1860s, made up, make up now 32% of Americans' diet, which amounts to about 80 grams a person per day. In contrast, we look at 1865, most people would have about two to 3% of their caloric intake from this type of oil. And it usually came from butter or beef tallow. So animals raised long ago had very low omega-6, but this changes when the animals are raised in concentrated animal feeding operations like they are today. While ancestral populations have had their health protected by not consuming all these seed oils, uh, other populations, like I mentioned before, Japan has had their decline in health with this consumption of toxic oils. Since 1960, Japan has marked increased in obesity, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, multiple cancers, and age-related macular degeneration. Meanwhile, in 1950, the Japanese were consuming only 3 grams of the seed oils, which rose to 39 grams by 2004. So it seems Japan's declining health is quite likely due to a 13-fold, 1,200% increase in pro-oxidative, pro-inflammatory, toxic, nutrient-deficient seed oils. And if you think about it, over the past 50 years or so, there's been a lot of motion towards being healthier. So Americans have been smoking less, drinking less, exercising more, and supposedly eating healthier. Chronic disease and obesity rates continue to rise. Seems vegetable oil might be one of the missing links that explains why Americans are just getting sicker. If vegetable oil is indeed one of the hidden culprits behind today's chronic disease, there is a very easy solution. We can avoid these vegetable oils, we can minimize them, and we can find alternatives. I'm convinced that our wars against fat, cholesterol, and sodium are misguided. Fighting those battles may be like focusing on the sidekicks when the true villain pulling the strings behind the shadows is seed oil. I feel like cholesterol has been wrongly demonized, sodium as well, but that's that's for another show. That's another health tip show. So I'm going to give you some ideas on ways to 
avoid some of the seed oils that can cause harm and give you some ideas of which ones to avoid and what oils to use instead. Prepare your food at home is probably my number one health tip. You can avoid processed oils easily this way. You know what's going into your food. So I did mention before that soy and corn are almost always genetically modified. I'm going to add canola oil in there as well. I avoid these at all cost in ingredients or even purchasing it for any use whatsoever. You can probably add into that peanut oil, safflower oil, grapeseed oil. I actually prefer to use extra virgin olive oil, organic avocado oil, and my favorite coconut oil. Also, I'll occasionally recommend butter. All of these, of course, in moderation. I will have to say that cooking at home helps you to know what you're eating and what you're not eating in this case. Another tip is to stop eating processed foods. How can you tell if it's processed? Well, chances are if it comes in a box or a package, it's probably processed. You can also ask your your great-grandmother, do you recognize this as food? But truly, you can read the labels and you can see how processed the food is, if there's chemicals involved, and generally it will list if there's uh, oils involved as well. Not only are you going to, going to avoid eating some of the processed seed oils, but you're going to avoid chemicals and preservatives that your body doesn't like either. All right, number three is a little harder. So seed oils comprise a very big part of animals' diets, sadly. And if you can stop eating grain-fed meat, it's going to help tremendously. So instead, I recommend grass-fed from organic sources. Remember that omega-6 oils are only potential problem when you industrialize them. Naturally, for instance, like in nuts and unprocessed seeds, avocados, eggs, poultry, grass-fed meat, they do contain a bit of omega-6 fatty acids, but they're, in most circumstances are not going to lead to inflammation. It's only when you fail to have a balanced diet and ingest adequate amount of omega-3s, and those sources are walnuts, chia seeds, seafood, flax seeds, seaweed, and kidney beans. Well, let's recap. There is no tribe, population, or nation that has started consuming vegetable oils and not seen obesity, diabetes, and heart disease rates climb. Ultra-processed seed oils lead to a flood in the body of oxidated stress, toxins, and triggers of inflammation all over the body. Remember, omega-6 fats, while necessary in extremely small amounts, may contribute to the general inflammation and other health issues when eaten as processed seed oils. High amounts of oxidated stress of these ultra-processed seed oils can cause seriously impaired immune function and radically increase our risk of all infections. It's advised to avoid reheating and reusing any oil. Be keenly aware of the oils used when eating out. And remember, home-cooked meals with quality, healthy ingredients are a great way to eat better and feel better. We're going to take a quick break, but be sure to catch each episode of Looking for Healing Talk Radio on America Out Loud Talk Radio, Monday with Dr. Brian Artist as your host, Tuesday with 
Nicola Burnett as your host. Your host on Wednesday is Dr. Henry Ely. Thursday with me, Dr. Jana Schmidt as your host. And on Friday, we will all come together to discuss current health topics and take questions from you. This uh, happens at 11 a.m. each day. Now to submit questions for discussion for Friday Talks, you can go to americaoutloud.com. Look under Shows. You'll see Looking for Healing. There you can submit health questions for us to discuss. America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio network. You can also listen on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available on Apple, Android, and Alexa, where we stream 24-7. And now you can also hear them on podcast on those same apps. The apps are free, and the mission is priceless. Stay with me, and when we return, we're going to chat with our very special guest, Dr. Sal Martingano, chiropractor extraordinaire. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Welcome back to Looking for Healing Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine. Our very special guest today is Dr. Sal Martingano. Dr. Sal is an incredible chiropractor, brilliant lecturer, and dear friend. Thanks for joining me, Dr. Sal. Oh, glad to be here. Glad to be here, and we'll do this together. Yes, that's great. So there are a lot of people that know what chiropractic um, health is and chiropractic care, but I feel there's so many that don't know. So can you share with us exactly what do you do as a chiropractor? Yeah, that's that's the question that's asked most often. People, well, let me reverse it and ask the question to the audience. What do dentists do? I mean, let's just start there. And the answer usually is, well, they fix teeth. Okay. What does an eye doctor do? Uh, well, they, they work, they fix eyes. What does a chiropractor do? And you'll get answers like, well, they relieve pain. Now think of the difference between teeth, eyes, and pain. 
The difference is that pain is a symptom, eyes is a part of the body they work with. So the question really is, what part of the body does 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 a chiropractor actually work with? And the answer is, you work with the spine. Period. Now that may sound kind of simple. But there are 33 segments of the spine and untold combinations that go along with it. But we're actually nerve specialists, not bone specialists. We use the spine to get to the nervous system. We don't change the nervous system. We try to bring it back to its more normal state so the body can be a better expression of itself. Everybody is totally different. There's no two people. I can't make one adjustment and get the same results of everyone. It just doesn't work that way. And that's the good part of it because I don't have to know. All I need to know is if your nervous system is working correctly. Well, how do I know that? I don't even know that. All I know is when I put my hands on your spine, I can tell what normal is. And the neat part that people really say, they always ask me, how do you know that? How do you know exactly where to go? And the answer is very simple. I don't. What I do know is we study normal until our brains fall out. Normal, 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 normal. Well, guess what happens when you put your hands on something and it's not normal? It's like, oh, You know there right it is. away, right? Yeah. And that's the key. So you can tell what unnormal is. And then from that, once we know what the segment is and then we can go to little testing that we do. There's three or four tests that I do. Everyone works a little different, by the way. And, and that's the other thing. If your chiropractor does, if you're going, you've gone to a chiropractor in Virginia and now you're in Florida and you say, well, my other chiropractor didn't do that. That's okay. There are 13, 14, 15 different techniques that are out there. Each require different uh, ways of testing. So don't really concern yourself too much about what they're doing. It's it's the result that you're looking for. And as long as the result comes out reasonably well, um, that's the way it really should be. So that's the, that's the question is, can we get the nervous system back where it needs to be? Yes. Or as best as can be. The only deterrent of that, of course, is degeneration. Right, right. And I'm glad that you mentioned techniques because there are many different types of, yes. of techniques. And some people are more comfortable with some than others. And some people require different things based on what their normal should be and mm-hmm. what you have to do to get them back to their normal, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, and the techniques are, you, I mean, there's... I mean, I used to teach um, techniques, you know, for, for in my own profession, and I'm proficient in maybe eight or nine different techniques. But you don't want to mix the techniques, and that's that's the key. If you're if you're an upper cervical chiropractor and you're going to be doing side posture in the lower spine and all these different terms, you're mixing apples and oranges, and it doesn't usually work that way. When a chiropractor is trained in a technique, there's a reason for it. There's a testing procedure. The testing gives you certain results. The results give you a certain pattern, and you know what you're looking for. When you mix them together, and by the way, if you ever heard the word mixers before, I don't want to get into the politics of chiropractic too much, (laughs) but years ago, we used to talk about a straight chiropractor or a principled chiropractor, and that kind of turned people off because, what do you mean, the other chiropractors aren't principled? No, they mix techniques or they mix chiropractic techniques with medical techniques, and that word got bastardized a lot. And chiropractors themselves fight between themselves. I'm a mixer, I'm a straight chiropractor. It's not really important. The idea is if you you keep to your your your, your framework, you keep to whatever whatever technique you're using, you're going to get the results you're supposed to get if you're good at it. That's great. And that's the key. Yeah, that's amazing. So I, I would really love to dive into what we've talked about, this 2080 principle or process of the body's nerve response mm. as it relates to chiropractic adjustments, because this fascinated me. This really just brought chiropractic care to this huge world of health and healing that uh, I don't think most people even have no, any idea. 
Not a clue. And there's when I was beginning in practice, I mean, this is close to my 40th year, believe it or not. Amazing. And I'm semi, semi-retired right now. For, but the point is, when I started out, there was all kinds of ways of bringing the chiropractic profession to the people. How do you explain it to people? I used to do something called a health talk. And it was part of my part of the curriculum. People would come in, I'd do my exam, do the whole stuff they have to do, took the, took the x-rays. And well, we'll get into x-rays a little bit later. Right. But we took the x-rays and people wanted to see the x-rays, of course. And most people, yeah, I'll give you an example. They don't know what they're looking for and they weren't looking at it. It's kind of funny, but we had, we had x-rays of the lower spine. If you've ever seen a lower spine x-ray, it looks like two eyeballs with the, the, <laughs> the, the operator frame and the two eyeballs. And I used to put it up there just to joke around. I said, put well, eyeballs here, on here, it. I said, here's your face <laughs> and here's your two eyeballs. You know, it's really the hip. It was upside down. That's funny. So they don't really know what they're looking at. But the point was they need to understand what normal is. Yes. So what I did after the health talk, the health talk was explaining just what we're going to be talking about, that 2080 rule. And after that, everyone got a chance to see their films. And the point was, I said, here is a normal of the view we're looking at. Here is what you have. Let's look at normal first. This is what it's supposed to look like. Bing, 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 bing. Now let's put yours right on top of it. What's the difference? So even if they didn't know what they were looking for, well, that's different, that's different, that's different. And what they got is a sense of of accomplishment where they can actually see and once you internalize what the problem is you actually heal faster rather than just just take this and go home that's what medicine does you know right. you take three take of these the symptom, for right. a month and and whatever what does it do don't worry about it it'll make you better when you actually understand what's happening or you at least visualize what's happening the healing process is a lot easier and the explanations don't take quite as long so that's what I used to do, and that eighty twenty rules fascinated people. About eighty percent of the of the uh, the uh, chiropractic health talk was on this principle. In essence, it goes like this: you have a brain, obviously, and that brain is different on everyone, but it's basically mush. It's it's just mush, and it sits in a capsule called a skull. And at the bottom of the skull, in the very back, is called the foramen magnum. The skull tapers down. you got the cerebellum and all of that and the medulla. And all. I, I go through these words so they can hear it, and I'm showing it on a, on, a, on a diagram. I said, but when you get down to the very bottom, that mush turns into a cord. And it's not mush anymore. It's actually a, you can actually, it's like a cord, like a, like a, like a, like a rope. You can actually feel it if it's in, in, in a cadaver study. So that brain turns into that cord and that cord travels through that spinal cord and each of the segments each of the 24 movable segments have holes on both sides called foramen where the cord separates and pieces of the cord break out and go out through those little holes and go to their according to whatever direction it is so you got 24 of them going then at the bottom there's five more the numbers don't matter but it looks like spaghetti after a while <laughs> and that is how i introduce it but and i said well they come in with a complaint and the complaint might be you know doc i got this pain in my neck it runs down my shoulder and ends up in these three fingers in my hand or two fingers whatever it is and how come it's just these two why not these mm -hmm. you know and i will go through the procedure that each nerve has a particular fiber that goes it's called it it's called a uh, uh a dermatome where it goes to a particular end product so if i said well if this is your sixth dermatome coming from the sixth cervical nerve then where is the origin and i keep quiet and I go back to the chart and I said, well, follow it back. I didn't want to have the diagram follow it. Is this the one that's involved? I said, maybe. That's Now you get the idea. So getting the pain out of your fingers or you know, getting your fingers to function better if they're numb, that's even worse. Uh, 
is the problem in your fingers or may it be someplace else? From a medical perspective, they're going to look at your fingers, and yeah, and it could be in your fingers. It could very well. But why don't we just go to the source, right. you know, first? And that's always the thing. You know, if the TV doesn't work, check the plug. <laughs> Maybe kick the plug out, you know I mean? Before right. you start taking tubes and throwing them all over. The, I'm dating myself with tubes. <laughs> but anyway, so that's what we did. We got the, Once they got the concept of that back and forth, we talked specifically about the pain, the sensation, numbness, tenderness, uh, sight, smell, taste, hearing, heat, cold, pain, vibration. These are all sensory right. portions of your body. You can tell what they are. And we can tell you, like, this is what I'm experiencing. And that's the key. When I do my case history, I shut up. I said, tell me what you're experiencing. And whatever you say, I'm listening because your interpretation of what it is turns is what I'm thinking. So I have a rough idea in your words. Even though you might not be using the right words, at least it makes sense. I know where it comes from. And if what I'm looking for matches what you just what you just said, now I can sit down and explain to you specifically what's going on. Okay, so we got that, and we can go through the entire spine and do that. But then the question comes in, you know, Doc, I also have, I, you know, I've had hay fever for, oh, God knows how long, you know, and I get upset stomachs when I wake up in the morning, and every time I eat orange juice, you know, and, and, blah, 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 and I got this gas, and all these other things that show up. And you say, well, what does that have to do with nerves? Or what does it have to do with anything? Do, you need, do I need to go to a medical doctor? And that's a very difficult question to answer because I'm not a medical doctor. I don't want to answer medical questions and give you the wrong direction. But I know what I'm looking for. And I'll be honest with you, it's a heck of a lot easier for me to say, no, it's not what I'm doing. And then you go to your medical doctor than spending three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 in stuff you know, to find out that it may not be that. So it's a good starting point. It's an easy starting point, And I know what I'm looking for. So... Well, what does that mean? Can you control your digestion? No, it's involuntary. It's it's involuntary. I mean, can you control your bowel movements? I mean, can you control sneezing and allergies when you step in? You know, if you if you take if you got hay fever and you go out and you're, you're in a bunch you of you can manage weeds, symptoms, but you can't control it. You can't control it, and it happens whether you like it or not. Now, if I go outside with you and you got hay fever and I don't, you'll be sneezing your brains out, and I'm saying, "What's wrong with you? Why are you doing that?" <laughs> so the question now is, well. My body's working a little different than yours, right. and we have to respect that. But the question is, is that controlled by a nerve also, or a nervous system? And the answer is, every single fiber, every single cell in your body, there's supposed to be 80 quadrillion cells, who knows what the number is, every one of them is connected in some way, shape, or form to a food supply, blood supply, and a nerve supply. Otherwise, you'd be dead, and that's the difference. When you're alive, these nerves have to flow, blood has to flow, everything has to do just fine, which is what babies and children are pretty much involved in. It's, it's, it's normal. But as you age, um, you know what happens, it hits the fan, and it's sometimes, you know, when you fell out of the tree when you were a youngster and your, your brother kicked you down a flight of stairs, and, <laughs> and you know, you played football and you ran into the wall by accident. All of these traumas, which you normally shook off and just went on with your life, are not forgotten. Every trauma in the body is recorded in some way, shape, or form. It may be put to the side, but it's recorded. And it'll take to the point where your body says, you know, I can't deal with this anymore. And then all of a sudden, a symptom shows up. And you say, you know, Doc, yesterday my fingers got numb and I don't know what's going on. Or yesterday, this, that, and the other, or last week. When we take the films and look at them carefully, you look at them and you say, oh my goodness, there's enough degeneration. This happened two, three, maybe 
20, 30 years ago. He said, what do you mean 30 years ago? I said, what happened 30 years ago? What'd you do 30 years ago? Did you ever, you know, and we went back into case history and sure enough, something ridiculous happened. And I said, well, maybe that is the source. So you can actually time this out and you'll see where I'm going with this in just a minute because it's not one-to-one. It's not, I fell yesterday and this happened today. It can happen over a lifetime. And the question is, well, how do you do it? So let's go back to the original question is, if you can't control your bowel movements or your, your, your digestive system or your hay fever, then who does? Well, your body does it automatically. You don't have to do anything about it. But here's the key. Remember I told you those nerves come out as, as a tube and then it branches out, the little nerves go out the little holes? Well, something else happens in the interim and this is where it gets really interesting. Right at the medulla, at the bottom of the medulla, it, there's another change that takes place. That cord separates itself into two types of nerve fibers. One type of nerve fiber is called sensory motor. Sensory motor, pain, discomfort, all that kind of stuff. All the stuff that you can feel and on the same nerve root, it branches off and it becomes the autonomic or automatic branch, branches off and goes in a different, comes out the same hole, but goes to a different place. And when you look at the at the, uh, the, the skeletal stuff that you see, the charts and all that, you'll see lines all over the place, red lines, blue lines. Well, let me just give you a clue. The body doesn't have red lines and blue lines and yellow lines. They look like nothing. They just look like string. But each of those carry fibers. So here's the point. If the hole that goes from the neck down the shoulders and into the fingers, making these two fingers numb, that's the sensory motor nerve, would you say? Yes, Why? you can feel it. Because you can feel it. I feel it, you feel it, I can do something, you feel it. If the autonomic nerve comes out of that same hole but doesn't go to the fingers, goes, let's say, to your liver, to your stomach, or wherever it goes, and it doesn't matter where it goes, it just goes right, someplace right. else, but it goes to a place where you don't have control over. The internal organs are not are very different than your fingers and toes. They work to produce hormones. They produce stuff that has nothing to do with pain fibers. So let's kind of put the pieces together. If that hole where the nerves come out of that has the sensory motor and the autonomic nerve, if they come out of that same hole and that hole gets compressed, degenerative or something happens to it, either in an accident or trauma of some sort, and your fingers are numb because of it, what branch are you talking about with your fingers? Sensory motor or the autonomic? Right, this is... Sensory motor. This is, yes, you can feel it. You can feel it. Well, if the autonomic runs on the same nerve, comes out of the same hole, do you think the autonomic branch might be involved too? Might be involved as well. Well, how would you know? You may not. You will not. That's the point. You will not know because you have no pain fibers. There are zero pain fibers in the sensory, in the autonomic branch. All the pain fibers are in the sensory motor. Yet it still affects your body. It and does. Your yes. Now, you may feel pain because the stomach is upset and you feel right. like, you know, whatever. Yeah. But you don't feel what I'm talking about when the fingers are numb. So, in a roundabout way, I'm just doing the health talk, by the way. This is what my every new patient goes through this yes. until the light bulb goes on. And the light bulb is that, oh, that's interesting. And I give them a few examples, and we'll talk about those examples later. If I fix that opening, I get that back where it needs to be through a correct chiropractic adjustment, and your fingers go, hey, look at that. Wow, <laughs> they're better. not numb. That feels so good. Oh, my headache disappeared, or whatever it is. And I say, great, terrific. 
I'm not going to mention, hey, by the way, how's your liver doing? <laughs> but you, but we might feel that, oh, my hay fever's gone. Oh, suddenly I can sleep better because of that spaghetti Weeks map. later, they'll Weeks come back, later. and I don't mention a word. I purposely do not mention it because it may not happen. Right. You know, but if it does, and they say, you know, I used to get this, that, and the other. That's not happening. Uh, what? How did, what? Did, did you do anything? You know. And then we get into that sensory motor and autonomic stuff. Right. Remember the health talk that I did? Yes, yes. We go back to that again, and that's when the light bulb was on. So, when you were talking eighty twenty, would you say that twenty percent is the sensory, the things we can feel, and then the eighty percent would be things that we don't have control of that we may not know are happening? The majority of the nerve fibers we have absolutely no control over. And it may, they say, I heard 20, 80, 10, 90. I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's There's still a bulk overwhelming of it. Right. number of nerves that we have absolutely zero so control over. So a chiropractic adjustment can make us feel better initially, but it has so many other health implications that just wait and see, right? Let's wait and that's see what, what what's going to, that's amazing. And one of the other downsides to it, not downsides, but people get upset with, why do you, the pain, my headache's gone. Why do I need to come back for? <laughs> and and that's like, you know, saying that I'm, I took the two aspirins that you told me to take for six days, the headache's gone, so put the aspirins in the drawer. That's okay if you want to cover up. Right. And, you know, that, that commercial that we heard on uh, the, uh, the relief factor. Do we have the, the relief factor commercial? You ever hear that? I don't think so. Yeah, when they talk about, oh, we took this uh, these these uh, relief factors only nineteen ninety five. It gets rid of your pain and so. Oh, I have time. heard those. Yeah. Yes, yes. They're, they're all over the place, and they're super successful because the pain is gone. I can now practice. I can pay tennis. But it's just a, masking. Well, here's what right? happens, and they always do this at the end of the commercial. They say, and I know that it works because I ran out and I didn't order it, and almost a week and a half later, two weeks later, guess what, the pain came back. And as soon as I got that back and I took it, the pain was gone again. Masking that symptom again. So if you have even a semi-working brain, it should tell you that masking it and fixing it may not be the same thing. Completely different. This is amazing. So we're going to take a quick break and come right back and continue this fascinating conversation with Dr. Sal. Uh, we'll be right back with Looking for Healing Talk Radio on America Out Loud. Welcome back to Looking for Healing Talk Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Jana Schmidt, naturopath and herbalist. Just a quick note, all of my shows go to podcasts typically a day or two after broadcast is heard on talk radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, and many more. Be sure to subscribe, and you can also rate the shows on Apple Podcasts. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. 
Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. back talking with Dr. Sal Martingano. I'm loving this conversation. We are just digging right in. I I would love to hear some of your remarkable stories, these healing stories of people. You've been doing this for many years and you have so many remarkable healing stories. Can you share some of uh, some of your favorites sure. with us? Sure. I mean, every story is unique in its own, but some of them are really outrageous when you think about it and I'll just give you two quick ones I had a, a lady that that came in her her sister was a patient and she had all kinds of hellacious problems automobile accident on and on and on and she brings her sister in because the sister has an issue it's called tartive dyskinesia and I'll be honest with you I heard the word I had no idea what it was tartive dyskinesia for the people who may not know what that is people come in and they can't either they'll have a tick to the point where it's just uncontrollable or a speech, they'll say, I, 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 I have to, and just, it just goes on and on and on. And it's, it's really hellacious to watch this. And the sister who had this was talking to me and she was, all she wanted to know was, can I help her? And I said, I don't even know what Tarchite dyskinesia is. I mean, live mine, help her. I said, but I do know one thing. I do know the spine, I do know the nervous system, and I do know what's normal. I said, let me just see. Went through the situation, took the case history, and this lady has been through hell and back. I mean, she's been abused. Uh, her husband's been just beat up. I mean, she's just been a mess. And this happened about four years prior, where it suddenly came out of nowhere. So I did my exam, whatever it is, and there was just stuff everywhere. And I said, look, I don't know if this is going to help or not. I said, but you need help, period. You need to get the spine back in place. Took a very specific, specific chiropractic adjusting. And that's the other thing also, I, I just wanna push to the side. This is, not a, this is not a slam on any chiropractors, but there's no such thing as just a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Right. When you hear that kind of stuff in people, um, it may or may not have happened, but if, when you get a very specific chiropractic adjustment, you'll know it. You'll feel it, you'll know it, and you know, anyway. So I did, it was the very first vertebra up on top, the atlas vertebra, way up on top, was involved with this lady and I did a special technique and I showed what I was gonna do and I adjusted her and um, she got off the table and she was, thank you, you know, that kind of thing. She went home. Two days later, the sister was coming back because it needed follow-up and she brought the sister with him. The sister walks in and this is what she says, Dr. Sal, that was amazing. I couldn't believe what you actually did. I was, what? What? <laughs> Say that again? And the woman says, with the with the, the tartar dyskinesia. She's oh talking to me goodness. like this, and I'm going, 
what the hell happened? I mean, <laughs> you know, and she's, I don't know what you did, but it was a day and a half later, and all of a sudden, I, I, I'm, I'm, I can talk. Uh, and you know, anyway, so she was diagnosed medically with tartide dyskinesia, and how am I supposed to explain that to a medical doctor? Right. Because she was under medical care. She was taking very strong drugs and stuff like that to try to quiet this thing down. The point was, I knew nothing about tartide dyskinesia, but that's part of the autonomic nervous system. It went to a part of the brain that I have no control over, but I do know what normal is. Right. And so I'm back to that again. If I can put things back where it needs to be and let the body do what it has to do, let it be a better expression of itself and just watch. Now, if nothing happens, what's lost? That's wonderful. Nothing. This is this is a philosophy with nat- naturopathy Same as well. Thing. So we know where the body should be. We know what systems should be working. We know avenues of harm. We know avenues of help. And sometimes we don't have to know exactly what's causing that symptom, but we do know what should be happening. We know how the body should be working. So this is why we work so well together. <laughs> yeah, it actually dovetails very nicely. And uh, well, two of my best friends uh, are naturopaths also. I'm beside you, and, but for the same reason, because <laughs> yes. we just we hooked yeah, up. We understand. For the same reason, we understand each other. The other quick story was Rindy that early in my practice um, the grandmother was a patient and the daughter had just the grandmother's the grandmother's a patient the daughter came in and she had just given birth and the grandmother said could you please help my daughter it's been an malicious experience the baby uh, was sent home doesn't think it's going to make it it may have uh, you know may have um, you know the baby's die at birth and all this kind of thing and she was going on and on and I, I didn't know what to make of this thing so I said, sure, bring the baby in, because my specialty happens to be pediatrics, by the way. So I'm pretty versed in pediatrics, which is not the same as regular chiropractic. It's a whole different animal, but let that sit aside for the moment. In comes this gurney with the father holding his bottle up on top and this blue, oh. bluish, tiny, oh my goodness. Pre- preemie comes rolling in and... I, I I mean, I'm looking, this is in front of patients, not as patients full of office. And the mother just looks at me, tears coming out of her eyes. I can't imagine. And she picks up the baby and she says, my doctor said we had a hellacious birth. And, 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 and my doctor said, there's nothing he can do. And I, I'm young enough, I can always have another one. And I, and I don't want to go through this thing, but my mother said that you could probably do something. Do something. And just handed you and the baby. Threw the baby, <gasps> I mean, hit me right in the chest. Like She was desperate. And And... And you can hear a pin drop in the office. You know, I mean, patients are looking at me and going, And this oh. is early in your career. This was, yeah, it was only about maybe two or three years. And oh. I'm holding this baby. And I said, what am I supposed to do? You know, the baby's going to die. And I touch that baby and the baby dies. What's going to... Right, you're thinking all... And then all of a sudden, Jenna, a calmness mm. from the top of my head and right down on my feet. I go, do what you do best. Yes. You've been, you've been trained. You never had the... You've never been put on, on the spot... Do what you do best. Yes. I checked that baby's nook with my pinkies, the atlas, because that's all you really check. First two segments is really it. She had a hellacious birth. She was born, she was one breach, and they, were, they pulled her out sideways. I mean, it was a hellacious birth. Mm. Jana, I don't know if you know much about the atlas, but on the baby, the atlas is bigger than the other segments, but the atlas end was past the earlobe. I mean, if you hold the baby's head up, the atlas was oh, just sticking out past the earlobe. It was, I didn't have on to do On one it. side. On one side. It just slid off. And I said, holy crap. I, I said, my goodness. I, uh, um, you know, I mean, x-rays, I mean, I didn't have anything to do with it. I said, that's not normal. So she says, do something, you know. So we're back to that again. Mm-hmm. So I took the baby's, the atlas, and rolled the baby's head on the mother's lap. 
on my pinky and I just jiggled it, jiggle, 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 as fast as I possibly can. Just jiggle that thing and I just held the head and just touched it and I heard a, a snap. Wow. Now you don't hear snaps. I mean, it, it was just like a, oh crap, what did I do? You know, that kind of thing. Jana, this you was You knew the, what to do. It, dead silence. Now this baby was blue. I mean, just like your shirt, blue. Within maybe three minutes, the blue disappeared, started to turn into pink, and the baby cried. <laughs> and we're sitting there, we're all bawling. We're all crazy. crying. Yeah, everyone's crying. Like, what the hell happened? How did you do that? You know, and the Atlas right. was that far off. She came back three more times. The Atlas moved again. I set it up three times. Make a long story short, the baby grew normally. Um, there was no more problems, and the pediatrician. This is this this is the pediatrician found out about this. He had to go back to the pediatrician because there was, you know, they yes. thought the baby was going to die. Right. And she, the pediatrician says, "What happened? How, uh, what?" She says, "Oh, I took the baby to the chiropractor, and the chiropractor did something, and she's perfectly normal." The, the pediatrician said, "You did what? Are you out of your mind? They were upset. You took the baby to a chiropractor? Are you crazy?" The grandmother, an Italian lady, oh yeah, walked up to the doctor, put his put her finger right in his chest, and said, "You sent the baby home to die. He gave the baby life." <gasps> Who are you yelling at? You know, Ooh. and just she's telling me the story. Yeah, don't mess with an Italian <laughs> grandma. <laughs> All right, baby ended up. She was five years old. Came back, everything was fine. It turns out she got married. She has babies. Oh. I ended up seeing the baby. So, I mean, the story of one Beautiful. adjustment Beautiful. on a baby that was sent home to die on something that scared the living crap out of me, you know, that calmness. Do what yes. you do. Yes. And, and that's it. So, those, I love those that. Are two of I love that piece of God that comes over what God has gifted you oh, with doing. God, and no. then you just do it. And, oh. Yeah, you just, just amazing. get out of your own way. Amazing stories. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything quite that. <laughs> extreme in my life is but I have I have wonderful experiences um, as far as chiropractic health and in my own life I mean personally I had an injury as a child and um, it caused me pain for many many years but now um, thanks to you it doesn't it doesn't doesn't in, incapacitate me like I felt like it was yeah. leaning towards uh, but also um, my husband is a pilot and years and years ago he uh, went to his FAA doctor. This mm-hmm. is the flight physical that pilots get every six months or so. And they scrutinize, they look at everything, and they heard what's called a brewery, which is like um, they listened to his neck and they said, oh, no, there's something wrong with your arteries. And it's mm-hmm. like a shadow that you can hear where things aren't pumping properly, the blood's mm-hmm. not pumping properly. So they were going to send us to a pulmonary doctor. And... I, I just I just couldn't believe it. He was in such good health. I thought this isn't this isn't right. Something's not right. And as a naturopath, I'm thinking all, all sure. these different things. So we did go to the pulmonary doctor. They let me sit in. They actually looked with an ultrasound mas- machine on his neck, and the blood was flowing. But I just I felt this deep need that give us a week and we're going to come back. So they said sure, no problem, and. After a chiropractic adjustment and a few really good nights sleep on a great pillow, <laughs> some good health, we went back and it was completely gone. Oh my. So they wanted to completely 
down him and say, you can't fly anymore because of this hmm. medical condition, yeah, which yeah. was literally simply an adjustment because he was off doing something crazy, you know, jumping off the boat or That's, something, you know, yeah, exactly. motor, dirt happens. bike riding, you know, it's suddenly he's out of a, out of whack and it caused this sound that they thought it was something much more serious with an adjustment and he was back back flying again and everything that is so was good. great. That's my story pretty, pretty much, uh, you know, I was a teacher before I was a chiropractor and uh, taught for 16 years in the New York City school system. And um, as a very active kid, I mean, I was 156 pounds, I played football, I played, I played all kinds of rough and tumble sports like an idiot. You know, 156 pounds running against 300 pound linemen, because back oh then, back then there was no leagues and there was no separation. You just got on the field and you just did what you had to do. do it. I was a good quarterback, I had a good arm, make a long story short. When you're a quarterback and you step back into the pocket to throw the ball, you know what's coming. You can see it coming, mm-hmm. and you got to stay focused, or you're gonna. Well, I did, and the next thing I know, I'm laying face up, face back on the ground, being carried off the field. Got tackled on the bottom, got tackled up on top, and took me out. Make a long story short, it ripped out my fifth lumbar completely, and the disc just disappeared. I was in agony, and my friend at the time, teacher, he says, why don't you, uh, I was into the chiropractor, the medical doctor and stuff, and the, he said, why don't you go see my chiropractor? And I said, a what? I had no idea, I had no <laughs> idea. And I said, uh, all right, and, you know, so he went and he read me the riot act, showed me what happened, told the story, and he did a very specific adjustment that was not fun, to be honest with you, but I was able to stand up after it, you know, and he says, yeah, this is not going to be the end of it. Anyway, went through the whole thing. I still don't have a fifth lumbar disc. That was 50 years ago and I have no problems. I mean, I get adjusted, you see me, I get adjusted all the time as well. But over the years, I got married, I had three kids, all my children, we all went to the same chiropractor and one day, one day, the light bulb went on and he's sitting there adjusting, his name was Ernie, and I'm looking at him adjusting and he's just having a blast, you know, and I said, damn it, Ernie, I can do that. And he looked at me, just just looked at me, looked right in the face, he says, this, this is easy. He says, this is a piece of cake. He says, getting through school is a little rough. He says, but you'll never work a day in your life. And it was like, boing. Six months later, I retired from teaching, and I ended up in chiropractic school. Amazing. So it, it was an experience from a chiropractor, because the, the how do you know? I mean, one of the questions you want to ask is, you know, when you're seeking a chiropractor, how do you know? Right. How do you know what chiropractor to go to? And I'll be honest with you, you don't. Just like any profession, there are good chiropractors, bad, there are good physicians. Right. It's just the nature of the beast. Your best bet is watching what people say. And if, if they go, yeah, I go to my doc and he just cracks me and I'm good and I'm gone. Um, no education. Nobody says that. If they say crack in my office, they're out. Ooh, they right. won't, I mean, you, I'm not, crack means break, by the way. <laughs> I don't break right. anything. You, you adjust. Know, I, I adjust. <laughs> you put things so, back you know, we, where they go, not break we, anything. We play those games on purpose. Right. But sometimes listening to what people say, the educational process is half of what I do. Right. Half of what I do is getting people in the right framework so they can make a better decision on their own. And as long as I can get the body to make a better decision on its own, we got both things covered. That's amazing. I love that that experience as a, as a young person, as a teenager, that injury kind of catapulted and oh, put yeah. in the back of your mind something that would change your your career your path and then so many other people that you've been able to help because of that so. yeah and that's uh, and it was ernie i mean the, this this just that one word he says piece, piece of cake getting through school a little rough you'll never work a day in your life you that's can totally do this and i said i like i'm that. in <laughs> i'm in well i have to say i think you work pretty hard but <laughs> but i'm glad you love it <laughs> i'm glad you love it 
Well, thank you so much for sharing some stories, and we should do this again soon. Yeah, sure. We should do. We, there's so many amazing oh topics goodness, yeah. that we could talk about, mm-hmm. and this is just actually scratching the surface of it what's is. out there in health and healing between chiropractor and a naturopath. So, um, yeah, thanks again. Good. Yeah, we did. Like I said, this is this is this, for me. This is a nice, refreshing thing. I did 21 years of radio myself. Yes. Going, you know, going through. That's a lot of radio. A lot of radio. We did in all kinds of topics. So yeah, we can talk for a long time. We can. Well, <laughs> we'll do it again. <laughs> thanks. All righty. Thank you, Janet. A big thank you to Dr. Sal Martingano for joining us on Looking for Healing Radio. We so appreciate him illuminating the job of a chiropractor. It's so much more than what a lot of people think. So thanks so much for joining us today. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Global Healing. They create natural supplements and detox programs made with pure ingredients. Check out their product, Vitamin B12. Vitamin B12 is a vital nutrient that supports normal energy levels, cardiovascular health, and the nervous system. They create an organic triple activated vitamin B12 supplement that provides organic nutritional support to meet your needs. Their vitamin B12 supplement is organic, vegan-friendly formula that you can count on. They formulated their vitamin B12 for people who want a comprehensive nutritional coverage. It even contains trace minerals for amplified bioavailability. You can find them at globalhealing.com. This is Dr. Jana Schmidt wishing you God's blessings in knowledge, wisdom, and abundant health.